Good morning, everyone. Good morning. All right, let's do this. So to, to more, uh, this morning, we had a great, great conversation, a large group of us in our daily radio, quote unquote, radio show through uh, Clubhouse. And I want to review it today because to me, it's the most important thing. And, and after that hour conversation we had this morning, I met with my team. And uh, I, I, it's, it's not a realization because I think all of us know it, but we, we don't we we don't have it that clear in our mind or it's not that clear we don't have it that present okay and what am i referring to today i want to focus on is what day is today what day monday monday exactly monday what the six the six so it's the first week of june, june. right the first week of june so basically half a year has been it's gone already. So we are coming into the second half of the year. So what I want to make sure today is that we, we have the clarity and the simplicity to execute exactly the things that are going to move our business forward faster. Now, uh, uh, Thomas says a, a, a quote very nice about, about plans and about goals, Thomas. And I don't know if you're in a place where you can talk, but if you can repeat that. And I learned that when I interview you for the Miami Real Estate Show. So remember guys, uh, whenever you have a chance, go to YouTube and look for the Miami Real Estate Show or, or, or go to MontierOrganization.com and on the top right hand corner, you're gonna see the Miami Real Estate Show where I interview some of the top, top producers, top agents around the country. Different companies at different stages in their life, but they're top, top, top agents. And one of them is, is Thomas. And Thomas during one of those interviews talk about the sand and the, the and the stone. Remember that, Thomas? That's correct. That's correct. Thank you for uh, for allowing me to uh, to speak, Orlando. Thank you for uh, for the time. Um, what I learned uh, some years ago was that your goal has to be set in a stone. It cannot be changed. That's your goal, whatever that goal that is, right? But your plans have to be in sand meaning that you need to adjust as you go accordingly, right? Because circumstances may change, the dynamics of the market may change, but you don't change your goal. You generally adjust your plan. So you have to have that flexibility within you. Exactly. So you write your goal on the stone and you write your plan on the sand. Got it? So very, very important. Are you reviewing your, so oh, by the way, this episode of the uh, weekly panel call is brought to you by Dunkin' Donut. The world runs in Dunkin' with Dunkin'. So thank you very much, Dunkin' Donut, for being uh, the sponsor of the show today, of the uh, episode today, or the, the session today. Of course, just kidding. This is being recorded, so may, maybe they want to sue us today because we are using Dunkin' Donuts. Just saying that's one of my favorite. It's my favorite coffee. Anyways, it's just a side joke, all right? So... Number one, I, I wanna I want you to ask five key questions to today. About and Lupita is the only one laughing. Thank you, Lupita. So I want and Jenny now. Uh, it's uh, I want you to ask five key questions today regarding your business. All right. Uh, number one, are you truly committed to reaching your goals? Half of the year is gone. What about the next half of the year? This is a new opportunity. It's Monday, the first week of June, the first 
week of the next half of the year. See it as a new opportunity. No, don't see it as a wasted time. Now, the question for you is, are you 100% committed to reaching your goals? Because it's not about the money you make, it's about the person you become by reaching your goals. Uh, and, uh, and some of you are more experienced than others. And for those of you who are experienced, when you're not experienced, you're chasing money. When you get the money, what you're chasing is development, right? You understand that, that, that the money comes from developing yourself as a professional and the true joy comes for developing yourself even more. It sounds weird for some of you that are still chasing money, but after a, a while, money just brings more what? More money. Not that much satisfaction. It's cool. It's nice to get another check. Very nice. But that check usually goes where? To the bank. Now, when you don't have much money, then it releases a lot of pressure because now you get the money. Wow. Now I can pay this. I can buy that. I can buy this other thing. I can go on vacation. I can get my, quote unquote, my dream car. But after a while, money just brings more money, which is great. It's very good. Very good. But in order to keep growing as a real estate agent, as a professional, and I, I think real estate agent is a very short definition. I don't want you to see just as a see yourself as a real estate agent. I want you to see yourself as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, right? So the question is, are you 100% committed? And entrepreneurs are 100% committed to their business. There are not excuses, all right? You don't see a, a very successful entrepreneur that has excuses. There is a saying, lol, old saying that goes like this. You can make money or you can make excuses. But you can't make both at the same time. Got it? So are you willing to do whatever it takes the next half of the year to truly accomplish your goals? Yes, you're going to have a financial reward but let me tell you the person you become by reaching those goals are way way bigger than the financial reward you're gonna get because you reach them got it all right so that's a question number one that i want to ask you so the second question that i want to ask you right here let me go to from current and please write your comments in the, in the chat we're going to go through this. I just want to make sure that we have a very structured way today where we can deviate after a while, okay? After we go through these five questions. So are you up to date? Am I up to date with my numbers? So what are the key numbers? Please write this down. Please write this down. The key indicators in your business are number one, number of new contacts that I'm getting in a daily basis. Contacts, names, phone numbers, and emails. How many am I getting in a daily basis? People interested on buying or selling, all right? On buying or selling properties. In our industry, we call them leads, all right? So how many leads are you getting in a daily basis? How many leads are you getting in a daily basis? You should know exactly how many leads you need in order to reach your goals. Got it? So for example, 
if I want to close five transactions in the next 30 days, I need to multiply that times what? Times five, right? Very good. I need 25 prospects. Prospects. Prospects are people that are interested, right? Now, in order to get 25 prospects, I need to multiply that times what? Times five. Very good. Very good, Lorena. So that's going to get me to what? Sales conversations. 
prioritizing. Now, what happens is that most agents hide behind a course, a certification. I see, especially the new agents, they get like 27 certifications. New agents need to prove something. So they're back. Have you seen new agents business cards? They have like 27, 28 certifications that they can even, even, even explain what they are. Top, top, top agent doesn't even have a business card. So you are, look at Akata laughing. It's, it's the truth, right? So the, the better producer you are, the least you need to prove with physical thing. You prove it with what? With your communication skills. So focus on generating leads, which are going to lead you to conversations, which are going to allow you to identify the prospects, which are going to allow you to close the deals you said you wanted for the first half of the year. So today's conversation, because it's very unique, today we're in a very unique position, day. Half of the year is gone. We have half of the year to go. I want you to analyze your business today. This is the, the this is a critical point in our business today, in our year. And that's the number one thing, period. Am I generating the leads? Am I talking to, enough, to the right, to the number of people that I said that I was going to talk to? Do I have the prospects that I said that I needed in order to close the transactions? Nothing, nothing, nothing is more important than that. Everything else can be eliminated, automated, or delegated. Now, you can work 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week, 12 hours a day, and many agents do. It doesn't really matter how hard you work unless you're working on generating the leads, talking to those leads, identifying the prospects, and closing those prospects. It's so simple. I didn't say it was easy. I said it's so simple. And if I were to analyze your business, I would know how good it is or how bad it is according to those four indicators. One more time, number of leads, number of sales conversations, number of prospects, and number of closings. So the next question that I want you to ask yourself, it's right here. Am I reviewing my plan in a daily basis? So through coaching, through our system, you should all have a plan to identify, number one, your financial goal, right? Every three months in this same session, we identify our quarterly financial goal. Now, in that plan, we identify the number of transactions we need to close in order to achieve that financial goal. That is in one, in every single, our modules are for that, right? Now, the number of transactions, then we identify the number of sales conversations, then we identify the number of prospects to get there. Now, what activities do we need to generate, to do in order to start with number one, lead generation? And then 
every quarter, we say, okay, in order to generate X number of leads that are gonna get me to X number of conversations, that are gonna get me to X number of prospects, that are gonna get me to X number of closings, I need to do or work in the four quadrants. How do I generate more leads to the four quadrants? Email marketing, social media, online marketing, and offline marketing. And every quarter, each and every one of you, depending on your budget, on your experience, and your clients, sets this strategy on email marketing, social media, online, and offline marketing. That strategy should be reviewed by each and everybody in this session, 147 people, every single day, literally every single day. My brother Daniel and I review it for an hour every single day from 3 to 4 p.m. with our director of operations, Carlos, and Carlos should be here. And every single day we go through our strategy. Every single day, Monday through Fridays. Are you doing the same with your business? So we can adjust. This is the time to adjust, all right? So that's number three. Let's go to the fourth question right here. Have you identified your five to seven big goals for the week? Now, today's Monday. Have you identified what are your goals for this coming week? Did you do that yesterday? If I don't know what my goals are for the week, just for this week, how am I going to have a successful week? I just don't know. If I don't have a goal, I might have 20 closings this week. But if I don't have a goal, is, is that a good week? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. So this morning we had a, 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 a lady in, 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 the, in the show this morning, which she had a, a great, great question. She says, you know, I'm, I'm generating 180 leads uh, per week. And she felt like, like, like it was a failure. And it might, for the regular agent, generating 180 leads, it's a very good week. But if I don't have a clear goal, it might be a failure. It might be a great win, but we just don't know. So it was a great question. And it, you know, it prompted a lot of conversations uh, this morning. It was very, very good. So I'm glad that that question was asked. So you need to identify your goal. Five to seven things that if you accomplish them during the week, if you accomplish them by Wednesday, if you accomplish, accomplish those five to seven weeks uh, things by Wednesday, do yourself a favor. Go to the beach on Thursday and Friday. Go to the movies. You don't have to go to work. Fabrice, don't laugh. You laugh because you don't have to go to the beach. You live in the beach. Yes. <laughs> but by going downstairs to get the, the mail, you're going to the beach. Yes. Because you live right in front of the beach. Anyways, all right? But, but it's true. Yes. Why do we work so much, right? To have a better quality of life. Well, if you accomplish, who said you have to work five days a week, seven days a week? We said, you said that you were going to accomplish something during the quarter. And if you did it in a month and a half, take a month and a half off. You said this week, I want to accomplish these seven things. This week. 
So if you accomplish them by tomorrow, take it off, take, take the day off, take the week off. Nobody said you have to work. You don't work in an office. Take the day off. But you need to be very clear so you can celebrate too. Because if you don't have the clarity, you might be having a great, and this lady, I mean, again, by the, the, by the regular standards, generating 180 leads is a very successful week. But her goal was to reach, the, her, her idea was to get to, to 400. But she was not clear whether it was good or bad. Listen, if your goal was to generate 200 and you got to 200, yeah, that's it. You don't have to switch it off. Clarity is key. And we're having this conversation today. This is the midpoint of the year. All right. So right here, have you identified your goals? And that's a routine you need to develop either to do it every Friday or every Sunday. I like to come to my office on Sundays for an hour and set my week, you know, all the calendar for my week, identify my, my, my top priorities for the week, my goals for the week. So my brother was saying this morning, it's like having a GPS, right? When you use, I use Waze for, for everything, right? Waze to me, it's, I get in the car and I go to, uh, to a, anybody, a, everywhere. I use ways, not because I don't know how to get there. Some many times I don't know how to get there, but it gets me there faster because it tells me where to, you know, where the traffic is, et cetera, right? And now it's going like this. So I use it all the time. So when you're going so, somewhere and you wanna you wanna save time or you don't know how to get there, you use Google Maps, you know, Apple, whatever, but you use a GPS, right? How often do you look at that GPS? Like every 30, 40 seconds? You're looking at it, you're looking at it, you're looking at it, right? Why? Because you're looking for direction. You wanna know if you're in course. Well, how many times are you looking at your plan daily? An even, even simpler question, are you looking at your plan? Right? And some of you are kind of smiling because most people don't have a plan. If you're here, you should have a plan because we teach you how to create that plan. We help you create that plan. But now the next question is, you know, are you following that plan? And it's mastering the execution. So it's not about how many things you know in a superficial way. It's execution. Execution, execution, execution. So I want you to develop that fixation, like really, literally like a fixation of, becoming a better executor of my business plan. It's not so much about how good your business plan is. It's about how good you are executing it. That's the key. There is a saying and that, that, that uh, Angel, I don't know if Angel is here today, uh, during our last retreat, no, two retreats ago, he said, my bad video is better than your no video. Got it? So your average plan that you are executing because it's giving you feedback, you can always improve it. It's better than your quote unquote perfect plan that you are not executing it. By the way, you don't know if it is a perfect plan because you're not executing it. So you might have a lot of faults on it. 
So just get started and make sure that, that you become a master at executing, not at planning, not even at starting, at executing, because the, the execution is going to give you the feedback of whether it's working or not. And that's what I want you to get in your mind. So every single time, you know, I need to become a better executor of my plan, of my business plan. The better I become an executor in it, the better feedback, the faster feedback I'm going to get, the better communicate, communicator I'm going to become. And finally, the last question right here, and then we're going to go into your comments. The last question right here is the following. Have you missed any sessions? Guys, here's what we've seen. The moment you miss two or more, or more sessions, two or more sessions, it's difficult for you to come back. Unless you're on vacation because your mind was focused on your vacation. And you know when, you have, when, you, when it starts and when it's finished and you're eager to come back to your business. If you miss two sessions in a month, it's very difficult to come back unless you're on vacation. But if you're just busy, whatever, you miss track here. And then coaching is not going to give you that much value. And then your business starts to descend. And, and Thomas, you and I talk, talk about that. And I know, I don't know if Thomas is available right now. Uh, and you and I know, talk about that a lot. You know, once you see a person that disappears for a couple of weeks, that person starts drifting apart. And you see that all the time. And we see that with our teams, right? We see those people, they miss two or three sessions and they are gone, gone. It's like with the pack, you know, the pack. And then the, one of the, the, the animals in the pack, you know, creeped away just, just a little bit. That animal, it's gone. They're going to eat him alive, alive, alive. You're out of the group, gone. And then it's difficult. Where's my group? It's, it's very difficult to come back. Hmm? All right. Are you talking about these sessions? I'm sorry, lady. Say it again. I'm sorry. Are you talking about these sessions? Yeah, every session. Yeah, every month. Ah, okay. You can't, you oh, can't miss yeah. any session. And yeah, I'm talking exactly about this miss session. Miss them. You see? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you miss one or two sessions. It's I'm sorry, one more more than two sessions is difficult to call. It's difficult because it's a habit. Like the like like the gym, right? You go. Exactly. Hey, listen. You you have no time to go to the gym. Go ten minutes. Just go. Just go. Because once one. Session is not going to make a difference in terms of body change. The, your body changes. Missing a session is going to make a huge difference. One session, the intensity of that session and how many minutes is not going to make a difference. One, you can work out ten hours today. Believe me, it's not going to make a difference in your body. Now, missing one session is going to make a big difference because what the most difficult muscle to exercise and to develop is the what? The brain. So I'm tired, don't worry. Get up today, run run 10 minutes, 10, only 10 minutes. You're doing it for this muscle, not for this muscle. Do not let that muscle get weak. You get this muscle weak, that's it, you're toasted. Done, gone. Got it? So don't miss these sessions. All right, so let's see comments, questions you have. Let's go into it, let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see, good morning. Okay, perfect, Ada said, good morning. 
Let's go. Okay, let's switch uh, a little bit. Hey, I'm going to go into that. Let me make sure that I don't have any other uh, comments right here. Very good point. Very good, uh, Fantina. This model is so simple. So, so simple. Sometimes we make it complicated. Yes, most people, any model, right? We, we tend, humans, we tend to make things complicated. All right. Why? Because it's easier to make it complicated so we can have an excuse not to execute it, all right? That's why, that's why. So now I don't see any other comments. I just wanna make sure that today, midpoint of the year, you go back to the basics. So Ada, ask me, good morning, or, or, good morning everyone. Hi, Orlando. Regarding a potential listing, I talked to you about this at the conference in Tampa. And we talked, and, and I said to her, you know, mention this in the, in, the, in the meeting on Monday so we can talk about it. I talked to a client, over the phone, send him a listing presentation via email with comms. It is 1.1 million. How do I follow up? How do I follow up? Not sure if he just is using me to get a price and not sure if he's really wanting to sell, but he has a lot of equity as he bought it under, under value, under, under market value last year. The market is shifting in Central Florida. Not even sure if he will sell right away. Very good. Okay, Ada. So first and foremost, now with Zoom, it's even easier, right? The fastest way to identify somebody's intention or need to sell their property is to set up a Zoom call. Very, very simple. I want my client to set up a Zoom call with me. If my client doesn't have 10, 15 minutes to sit down with me and go over the comps, I wouldn't even send the comps. I'll set up a conversation. Hey, Mr. Seller, how are you? I'm working on the comps and I want to discuss them with you. I want to give you all the information needed to accomplish two things, to sell your property for the highest price in the shortest term possible. I can only accomplish that working together with you. So I wanna make sure that we have a 10 to 15 minute conversation where I explain to you exactly what's happening in your market. Six things, Mr. Seller, number of properties for sale, the average price of the properties comparable to you, the average price per square foot for the properties that are competing with yours in your market, the highest property for sale in your market, in your market that compares to yours, the lowest property for sale, and to make sure you understand the final one, the days on the market. So you tell me, when will you be available Today, Monday, after five, tomorrow from 11 to one or tomorrow between five and seven. I gave you three dates, right? You should be able to pick one of them. And it says, no, none of those work. So tell me, tell me which one works for you. What day works for you. I want to make those appointments the same day or the latest, the next day, urgency urgency if the client says well call me next week 
that client is not interested. But I do not want to send any comps over the phone. I want to talk to that person. I want to pre-qualify that person. And the first pre-qualification comes by setting the appointment. If the client is not willing to talk to the professional, that client is not interested. If he is, probably he, he, he might be interested on selling. All right? So Ada, to answer that question, and that's okay, you already sent the comps. Just follow up, just give him a call. Just give him a call, a call, and set up a Zoom call. Guys, he, here's a lot of bad things happened during COVID, no need to explain, but also good things came out of it, right? And one of those things is that people are so used to now to do a Zoom call, right? Which save them time and save you time. You don't even have to go to the client's house before even pre-qualifying the person. Get the feeling of the person. Now, if you can do it in person, even better. I recommend you go in person. That's your job, especially on a listing of a $1.1 million. You want to go there. But what I'm saying is sometimes they have the excuse or they're busy, et cetera. Nobody's busy to talk to for 10 to 15 minutes about selling their $1 million home. Nobody's happy. Yeah, I think right. I'm in the thing of sending my um, sending the comps to him. But I know this guy for like four years. He was my roofer. At some point, I, I helped him look for homes, which he never bought because it's not like a committed person. So that's why I'm like, I don't know if he's uh, messing with me and not really looking to sell. So um, I don't know. Yeah. And, that, and that's okay. Just again, set up now, now that you send the, the comps. Hey, Mr. Seller, I know you got the comps. Mm -hmm. uh, just let me know. What's the best day to compare to uh, uh, to talk about them? Either today at five, tomorrow between eleven and one, or tomorrow after between five and seven p.m. Yeah, I'll do that. I told him when we spoke, like, let me come around and I check the property and you know go over the comps with you and everything. He's like, yeah, I'll give you a call back. Then it was stupid of me sending via email everything. So yeah, I should have. That, that's okay. No, but listen, you 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 can you can fix it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Now you send. At the end of the day, what we want, whether you send them or not, it's better not to send them. Yeah. Because you want face to face. You did. Just it, it's not going to change the equation, mm -hmm. right? What we want, what we want, and the reason not to send them is just I want to see how interested they are into having a conversation with me face to face, right. whether it's Zoom or or in person. Got it. So so not sending the comparables might get them a little bit more interested on, on, on meeting with me doesn't matter it's not going to change that you send them or not so don't feel bad right so this was not like you said it was stupid no it's not stupid don't worry about it you can fix it because what you want is to identify whether that person is interested or not that's what right. we want all right so you send them and listen i have available today again five to seven tomorrow nine to eleven uh, eleven to, uh, to one and then five to seven again tomorrow that's it yeah and if uh not don't worry ada remember 10 and you know eight out of 10 prospects that tell you they want to sell or buy are not going to do anything yes. so he's one of those eight if we don't know maybe he's one of those two so, but don't give up until he says until he you know it's just you know not not concrete about meeting with you I so you can identify that today all right thank you Orlando. And the most important thing, Ada, last thing is you took action. That's it. 
Now you can adjust for the future. I won't send it. I will be more concrete. I'll requalify the person. That's okay. But the most important thing is you, you took action. Remember, eight out of 10 people that tell you they're going to buy or sell, they're not going to do anything. Those are the numbers. Got it. Right? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. All right. So let's see. Let's see the next one uh, right here. Market. Uh, market. Mario says, is the market shifting? I had an open house last week and did not get the rush of buyers as it was happening two months ago. Any comments? Yes. In my opinion, depending on the market, in my opinion, opinion is not a fact, Mario. You ask 10 economists, financial advisors about the market, and you're going to get 10 different answers. It's just an opinion. And nobody, nobody knows what's going to happen with the market. Now, what we've seen, and then you can see your data, and you can go a little bit further on your data, right? And we did a seminar. Let me see if I can find it here. Give me one second, guys, because I think this is going to give you uh, a lot of good information. But it's just, again, information. Because we can't, Mario, we can't change what's happening in the market, whether good or bad. What we can always change is our ability, right? Our skills. And that's what we have to work on. So that's why I never worry about what's going to happen in the market because I can't change it. What I can change is, okay, by paying attention to what, what's happening, I can change my skills. Got it? So I'm going to give you a, a few statistics. I'm looking for them right now. Let's see. Of course, my computer is a little bit uh, slower right now because of uh, Zoom. Let me see right here. Uh, and, and the reason why, in my opinion, all right, the market will continue to change. One more time, it's just an opinion, all right? So right here, give me one second. By the way, let's see. Let me see if I can get it from my iPad. Uh, it will make it easier. Uh, let's see. I think I can get it from here. It's going to make it faster and easier. Let's see. There you go. Okay. So I'm going to give you this. I Since I can't show it to you in the... So write these three things down. Write the three eyes. Uh, Mario, by the way, this is Real Estate and Economics 101. The three eyes of real estate, right? So Mr. Seller because you were doing an open house. What are the three eyes of real estate? The three eyes of real estate, we all know that. That's so, so old. The first eye is what? Inflation. Inflation. The second eye is what? Inventory. Thank you very much. Thank you. And the third one is? Interest. Interest, Interest. Interest rates, right? So Mr. Seller, if they are, the, uh, so Mario, because Mario, you asked me the question. So inflation, is it going up or down? Up, exactly. Up. What's the official inflation rate as of right now? 8.5. 8.5%. That's the official. Is it the real one? 20. About 20% or more. What is it, uh, Thomas? In excess of 20% per year. Exactly. 
Exactly. How can we know that? Well, look at the price of gas, uh, gas from a year ago. Look at your uh, grocery from a year, groceries from a year ago. Look at the cost of going to a restaurant from a year ago, way more than 20%. Hey, 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 hey. Look at the rents from a year ago. 8.5%? No way. Twice as much in some markets. So is inflation going up? Absolutely. What's number two? Inventory, right? Inventory. So what, what happens with inflation is that what is a great way to protect yourself against inflation? A great investment. Great investment. Real, real estate, of course. Real estate. Exactly. Thank you very much. Real estate. All right. So that's why we are seeing not an excess of inventory. So I don't foresee uh, a bubble in real estate, but I see a slowdown because of the third one, which is what? Interest, interest rates exactly we came from a 2.75 percent environment to now over five percent interest rate right so definitely what I, what we've seen and then you see it in your local uh market mario that you know houses are taking a little, a little bit longer to sell as you said there is not that rush of properties is that good or bad Good. In my opinion, in my opinion, it's amazing. It's great. Great for buyers and great for real estate agents. Orlando. It's not normal. Yes, Thomas. Thomas, go ahead. If I may, if I may interject in something here. It's very interesting because when we have a seller who's selling, let's say, a million dollar home and he's going to take the money out of real estate, what's going to happen is he's going to be hit by inflation. What does this mean? You put a million dollars in the bank, and by the end of the year, that million dollars buys $800,000. So in my opinion, we're going to continue to see an investment in real estate in the market because also the stock market and the cryptocurrencies are basically devaluing themselves they're just coming down so there is a lot of money exiting the stock market and uh, if they put it in the bank guess what they're going to lose 20 percent per year so i see continued interest in buying real estate even though it may not be with leverage meaning with the interest rate influencing the buy it may be a lot of cash purchases continuing because it's simple. If you leave the money in cash in the bank, sounds great, but you lost 20% by the end of the year. So the greatest inflation hedge will continue to be real estate. Very good, Thomas. And, and That's my analysis. And that, that's my analysis. Very, and that's always, that's what you say. And, and by saying that, you give confidence to your buyers and sellers. And I, I, I say that on TV every week. It's my, up, when, I, when I'm talking about the future of the stock market or the future of the economy of the future of the real estate market i always say it's my opinion and i emphasize that it's only my opinion and doesn't mean that it's going to happen in the future and nobody knows nobody if they knew they were trillionaires nobody knows right but at the end of the day we can we, 
we can have our, what, what we want is for buyers and sellers to make an informed decision based on what on the structure that we have. So Mr. Buyer, Mr. Seller, let's talk about the three eyes of uh, real estate so we can make an informed decision. You might have one, and listen, every day, every day there are people contradict, right? So most of the time, but not all the time, most of the time in the stock market, there are millions of transactions every day, right? Every day. When somebody's selling, usually, unless it's for tax reasons or you know, for, for something that has not that other other usually they, they sell why? Because they think that stuff is gonna go what? Down. And the person buying immediately, it's buying why? Because they think it's gonna go down? No, because that person thinks the stock is gonna go what? Up. That happens millions of times during the day. Monday through Friday. So again, it's just an opinion. But I want my clients to know that I'm informed and I want them to get, I want them to make a, an informed decision too. So let's talk about inflation. Going up, usually as Thomas said, right? Real estate is a great hedge against, against inflation. So you're going to see continue interest on purchasing real estate without leverage. Leverage means without mortgages. Now, once you go to five and a half percent, it's not as attractive as two at 75. And that's why, Mario, what, what you see that properties under a million dollars, et cetera, and people that need mortgages, now they start stop and think, analyze whether they should buy or not. And then they start considering rent, right? Important. So in my opinion, I believe that it's great what's happening because it's not normal, it's not healthy, what we had in the last year and a half, which is buyers are in a rush to buy a property. They have to come with cash, multiple offers, offer above market price. Buyers should have the option to look at three, five, six properties, take the time to talk to their spouse, and analyze it, go back again to the house, take some pictures, right? And then write an offer. And the seller should have the time to analyze that offer, make a counter offer, negotiate, and after three or four uh, days, come to an agreement. What's happening is crazy, it's not sustainable. And it's not normal either for the real estate agent that it's making $700,000 in the last year and a half and he has the skills of a $60,000 agent in a regular market. We want to have, you know, uh, a real estate. And, and some of you laugh, and I see Lady laughing, and, and it's the truth, right? Uh, by the way, I'm not talking other real estate agents, you know? We are, we, I'm including myself, right? Coaching has gone through the, through the roof in the past year, but through the roof, which is not normal either. I mean, the, the number of coaching contracts you are signing, right, it's just, it's just incredible but it's it's not because we become became way better in the yeah we became better but but there's so many people like getting into real estate and they're selling so many houses and at least they want to sell more and they buy the coach I, but it's going to stabilize again so i i know that so as real estate agents we, you know we want we want to develop our skills and our income to reflect those skills and to you know know every month that if i have my buyers they're going to be able to find their home. And if I have my sellers, you know, there's not going to be that rush. 
you know, and I have an stable business that grows according to my skills. That makes sense. So in, in my opinion, for you guys, real estate agents, uh, I think we're entering a, a healthier uh, market. That being said, take advantage. This is the time to work 60, 70 hours per week because it's going to slow down. That's my opinion. Uh, but it's, I'm sorry, that's not my opinion. That is, that is a fact. That is a fact that it's going to slow down because real estate is cyclical, right? So it's going to slow down. Take advantage right now that we are at the peak. We are, I think we are exiting slowly, but exiting that peak. So take advantage ASAP, all right? Orlando. Orlando. Yes, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, somebody. Uh, yes. So the idea is this. We're slowing down, but this can be misinterpreted sometimes. We're not stopping down. We're just slowing down. We're lowering the rhythm. But this is continuing. I mean, some people, and I see lady had a comment on the chat. They say, no, I'm going to wait for the market to cool down so I can buy at a lower price. Given the levels of inventory that we have, even at a slower pace, and I was reading recently, and I can't recall the source, Orlando, and I'm sorry, but they uh, they were discussing the possibility. I think it was the Florida Realtors that it will take five years, at least, to bring the market back into balance. So what I'm saying is, when a client tells me that he's going to wait, I'm going to ask him straight out the bat one question: said, "What makes you believe that?" That's going to be my question to him. Please explain to me what you how you come to the conclusion that the market will go down in prices this is what i asked them this is my i guess my my question so i'll give you three facts on that before we go to the next comment and i agree 100 percent with that that statement so number one 48 percent, and this is according to the association of realtors 48 percent of homes in the united states don't have a mortgage Out of those properties that have mortgage, the average property with mortgage has $180,000 in equity. $180,000 in equity. Write that down, guys. And out of those properties with mortgage, only 2% are underwater. 2.1% are underwater. So the problem, and, and, and that, meaning, meaning they owe more on the property, right? They owe more on the property than what it's worth. So I owe half a million, but it's worth 400. Only two out of 100. Which makes the possibility of me letting my property go very, very unlikely. Now, what happened in the previous cycle is that a lot of people had negative equity on the property. Interest rate was very, very high. I don't recall the number, but I think it's 34%, no, no, more than 34, 44% of all mortgages are fixed. In the United States, no, and I and I get the number right here. I'm going to tell you right now, right now. Uh, let me see. Oh, I'm going to give you the exact number. Yes. The last time you said you're going to share 
the um, the links to find oh, this oh, um, I did information. It. I didn't. And you did. And I did. Okay, so I, I'll do it for next week. I'm sorry, I forgot that. So here it is. The average, the average property according to CNBC has $185,000 in equity. All right. I'll share it next time because now I remember. I uh, we, we talked about this before. Uh, where is it, man? Uh, let's see. Unemployment, 3.6%. All right. Let's see. I don't have that. Okay, perfect. Here it is. According to CoreLogic, 9 out of 10, no, I'm sorry, according to the Bankers Association, 9 out of 10 properties have fixed interest rate. I gave you the wrong information. So it's 9 out of 10 properties have fixed interest rate and 50% have it lower than 4.4%. What is the probability of somebody letting their property go if they have over... $180,000 in equity. And if they have a fixed rate under 4.4%, very low. So the last, the last cycle we had an issue is that they had negative amortization. Interest rate went up tremendously. Since they don't have any equity and their property is not worth what they pay for, they let it go. But now the probability is very low. Right, so we deviated a little bit. Let's go back to some of the questions right here in that. Oh, because I got three minutes to go. Oh my God, I got three minutes to go, Mario. So Mario, it's your fault, man. Nah, just kidding. All right. Uh, uh, Sandra says, hi, Orlando. I'm new to the group on real estate. This is very important to me. I'm, I'm following your instructions. Great. I'll be finishing today the... Uh, project 250 you think you should also start buying leads right away no give yourself until next week sandra if you're going to be in tomorrow's session at 10 you can ask that question and i will go further on, on on that if not let's wait until next week uh don't start buying leads yet i want you to develop uh your pre-qualifying uh your pre-qualifying this is a great question and i should use this for next week uh so let me take a picture of this because this is very, very important. And there you go. Sorry, guys. Uh, it's okay, right here. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. Uh, Mario says, I did an open house three weeks ago and got 15 people, depending on where you are, you're, you're priced at. We price it below the highest comp, very good uh, technique, strategy, and below the only active listing in the community. And our listing was completely remodeled, which helped, definitely, all right? Uh, uh, says, uh, if I miss one of the live sessions, can I see it at another time? Of course, 100%. You can see it at another time. All of our sessions are recorded, all right? Ideally, uh, you should come to the live one, but do not worry. We record every single session, all right? Uh, very good. Let's see. Oil, 50% in a year. Um Okay, so Alexandra says, Alexandra, make sure, Alexandra says, I have an appointment Wednesday for a possible listing on a commercial property. I felt very good about it when I spoke to the owner, but I haven't had a commercial listing before. Any advice? Yes, Alexandra, this is my advice. Do not, do not, do not, do not go into that listing by yourself. And uh, if you don't have experience, which I assume you don't because of what you said, 
I haven't had commercial listing before. You, you shouldn't even handle that client. My advice to each and every one of you is to refer that business and don't ever, ever again talk to that person about commercial. You refer, you get 25 to 30%. Commercial is a very complicated, sophisticated transaction. You should not, any of you, unless you're 100% commercial real estate agent, be handling a commercial real estate transaction. Refer it, focus on residential, all right? Unless you want to become a commercial real estate agent, then you take the CCIM courses, which will take you about two and a half years, and then you truly devote it to that, then you're gonna become a good commercial real estate agent. But if not, Alexandra, don't go into a commercial listing by yourself. It's gonna be very difficult, almost impossible to close. Refer it and get your money that way. Uh, Thank you. Let's see, all my buyers and answers are, we give up the market is too much, we prefer to rent. I prefer to wait for the market to cool down. I think we make the case today of market cooling down. I don't see the cooling down of the market in the near future. What I do see is having a little bit more options, right? Uh, but I don't see the market cooling down. That, but that's just my opinion. And again, if you, we don't, we want to, lady, we want to work with the convinced, not with the ones that I have to convince. If you're convinced that the market is going to go down, good, next. That's it. I don't need to convince anybody. I'm going to present you with the facts. And if the facts do not convince you, I completely understand. I'll move to the next one. Next one, right? Uh, yeah, Edna says, another good point is the cost of material. Very, very good point, which is going up and up and up. Uh, let's see. All right, I think that... Oh, Anna, I'm going to talk about this one next week then. Uh, if the client talks about afraid of the big uh, recession... By the way, Anna... I'm asking, I'm going to ask you, for those of you who didn't see last week's session, we talk in that session about, uh, about the economy. So look at that uh, session we had last week, Anna, and we explain about the recession, why I don't believe there's going to be any real estate recession. Uh, and uh, don't confuse a, an economic recession with real estate recession. There are two different things. Sometimes they happen together, but not always. Got it? All right, guys, so I got to go. I'll see you next Monday. For those of you who speak Spanish, remember on Tuesdays at 9, we have our session. You can also bring your questions to tomorrow's session if you do speak Spanish. If not, I'll address those questions that you have in the forum and then on Monday again. Until next Monday, I'll see you in the forum. See you guys. Take care. <music>